Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to review the Colts 2022 draft class. Uh, up front, I'm going to let you guys know, I'm a big fan of this draft class. We're going to talk about players, talk about where they were uh, taken, and their value, their athleticism, and whether or not they'll get some playing time in this 2022 season. Let's start at the very top. Uh, and actually, I, I don't even feel like we can start with the pick himself as much as the the trade that um, GM Chris Ballard pulled off, where he traded with the Vikings. He moved back uh, about 11 spots in the second round. He picked up another, another third-round pick, which I think is uh, was just such a savvy move for this GM who is known for uh, pulling off moves like this. And at pick number 53 overall in the second round, he took wide receiver Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Um, my grade for this pick, it's an A. Uh, I don't think you can go any lower than this. This guy's got tremendous potential. Uh, as you know, we've talked about Raz scores before, relative athletic score. Alec Pierce is a 9.83 out of 10. He's six foot three, 211 pounds. The guy can fly. Uh, 4.41 in the 40. Uh, he is someone who's got an incredible vertical, 40-inch vertical, um, very good at uh, high-pointing the ball. I think Matt Ryan's going to love having him as a target. Where does he fit in the 2022 season? Will he be an immediate starter? Uh, I'd say of all the players we're going to talk about today, he probably has the most potential to be on the field at the first snap of the regular season. Now, it, that has as much to do with sort of the question marks in the wide receiver room. Um, and that is, you know, not an indictment of these young guys, but it's clear that Pierce was drafted at this position to come in and compete as wide receiver too. You could maybe make the case that he'll have a, a somewhat difficult time beating out Paris Campbell. Um, but I think that Pierce is the, the player that they want on the opposite, opposite side of Pittman. Um, both guys are big receivers. Uh, Pierce obviously has a little bit more speed, uh, can take the top off. Uh, is not going to be as refined a route runner as you would hope coming out of college. Um, but as someone that can go over the top, uh, you know, fight for balls, uh, he is someone that could potentially contribute immediately. I think Pierce will see the field um, as a starter, as wide receiver two, um, on the first snap of the season. Now, will he be productive? Look, wide receiver uh, is a position where um, year one productivity does not compare anywhere near to what they do in years two and three. Um, even a great receiver like wide, uh, like Julio Jones in Atlanta, his first year had under a thousand receiving yards. Now the Colts don't need him to be a thousand yard receiver. And I think that's going to help his development. Uh, Michael Pittman will take on that role. 
Uh, and Pierce can worry more about uh, getting the single coverage, uh, getting favorable matchups, and taking advantage of that. Uh, I do think he'll have a good season, and I think this is just the beginning of what could be a really uh, nice wide receiver pairing for the Colts for several years uh, with Pierce and Pittman on both sides, both big guys. Uh, if you're a defensive coordinator, figuring out which one you're going to cover uh, with your safety could end up becoming a nightmare. So really love this pick. Love the the fact that it fills a need. Um, it fills a big need for the Colts. It's no surprise they needed some help in the wide receiver room. They went out and got it, and I think uh, Pierce could be a steal in this draft where the wide, wide receivers are concerned. All right. At number 73 overall, um, in the third round, the Colts took Jelani Woods, a tight end out of Virginia. Now, this guy had one-year productivity, and what you're going to hear a lot about this player is uh, the upside. He has maybe as much upside as any player coming out of this draft class. Um, last year, uh, one of the highest-drafted tight ends came out in the NFL, uh, in Kyle Pitts, who had an unbelievable um, draft profile as far as his, you know, his productivity in college, but also his physical traits, you know, the speed, the size, etc. Uh, Jelani Woods on the Raz uh, metrics is a ten out of ten. He is literally one of the highest graded, purely from an athletic standpoint, one of the highest graded tight ends uh, ever to be drafted uh, since 1987. So. This guy fits all of the billing from an athletic standpoint. Now, um, he is a little bit older. Uh, he is someone who, again, he only had one year of production after he transferred to Virginia uh, out of Oklahoma State, uh, but he had a very good year of production in his uh, final year. Um, as I mentioned, you know, 10 on the RAS score ran a 4.6140, so this guy for a tight end can move. Um, he's six foot seven, 253 pounds. So this is a, a big body, the kind of target you want to look for in the red zone. Uh, the grade that I give this player, I'd, I'd give him a B. Um, I, I, I feel like he's got the potential to turn into an absolute freak, but there is some, there is some risk here. He's not someone that produced a ton in college. Um, he is a little bit of an older player. Uh, and right now, you know, he's probably not even going to be uh, second on the depth chart. You know, Mo Alley Cox and, and Colin Granson are probably going to start ahead of him on the depth chart. So where I see Woods uh, fitting in for 2022 is he's probably going to be more of a red zone threat initially. And that's fine. Tight ends take time to develop. Uh, he's, he's at a position where um, he's, he's got uh, the college production as an inline blocker, as a Y, and I think that's going to help. Uh, they don't need him to be someone that can go out and, and you know, take the top off the defense, even though he has the athletic profile to do it. Uh, I think he is a, more of a project than maybe we want to admit. Um, but I do think his immediate usage will be more as a red zone option, and that will grow over time. Uh, love this pick. Love the upside. Just freaky athletic. Could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, with that extra third-round pick, um, this is, in my mind, one of the best uh, values in this draft class. Uh, at number 77 overall in the third round, they took um, offensive tackle Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan. Look, let's be clear. This guy was projected to go somewhere potentially in the late first, early second. The Colts got him at 77 overall. And again, we keep talking about athleticism. Um, 
He's a little bit underweight. He's about 300 pounds um, because this is a guy, again, who converted from tight end to tackle. Uh, he's six foot six, uh, but he just, again, RAS score of 9.87. Freaky athletic. Um, and then just two years of playing left tackle in college. Transitioned in uh, the COVID year. This guy has already just shown that he's he's got the potential to be something special. Um, love this pick. Uh, a, A plus, A plus for Bernard Raymond. Now, where does he seem to fit into the Colts uh, in 2022? Well, I do think that the Colts are going to give Matt Pryor the first shot at holding down the left tackle spot. I think they should. Obviously, left tackle is a very important position, especially with a quarterback like Matt Ryan. You want to keep him protected well. But I think Bernard Raymond will be given every opportunity to win the job. And I think that's what it's going to take. He's, he's not going to be given the job. Pryor will be the default de facto starter. Raymond will be given the opportunity to take that position from him. And I think there is an outside shot that he could take it before we get to the regular season. Um, I, I'm a big believer in the fact that this guy is, is incredibly intelligent clearly has learned the position quickly, is incredibly athletic on top of all that. I think this is a guy who could compete um, and potentially take the spot early in the season. Um, if not, look for him to be in, I think, on, on sub packages as someone who could roll out as uh, an additional offensive tackle that's eligible to receive since he did play tight end in college originally. Um, I, I, I love Raymond. I think he is going to be a starter over long term, and I think it could happen as soon as this year. Um, this is definitely one of the picks I'm going to be paying a ton of attention to. All right, there are five more picks for us to talk about with the Colts, including some that uh, I am very, very bullish on that they got in day three. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is David Walker, and we are reviewing this 2022 Colts draft class. I am a big fan. You can probably hear my voice. Very excited about the potential for these players and this team. All right, let's talk about the surprise third round pick. The Colts moved up. They traded away a future third rounder and their fourth round pick to move up and grab Nick Cross, um, free safety out of Maryland. This guy is, I think, has the potential to be a sleeper pick for one of the best in this draft class. Um, number 96 overall, again, talking about the RAS score, this guy, freaky athletic, 9.87. Um, he's a little bit shorter than you know some of the safeties. Uh, he's still fine. He's six foot tall, um, 212 pounds, 4.34 in the 40. Again, a 4.34 in the 40. This guy can move. He can fly. He has got elite, elite athletic traits. Um, he has some gaps in his game. He's going to need some time to develop to become a complete overall safety. But when it comes to his physicality uh, and his ability to move, uh, he is absolutely someone that uh, I think ticks all of the boxes. This is absolutely a Ballard pick. Um, love the extreme upside, extreme upside with Cross. Will he be a starter on day one? By the way, the grade for him is clearly A+. Um, will he be a starter day one? I don't think so. Um, 
I think with uh, Kari Willis and uh, Rodney Cloud, those would be the two guys you'll look at as uh, probably the day one starters. And honestly, with Nick Cross, he's probably at best in year one going to be a rotational guy, someone to use on special teams, unless one of those two guys gets injured. Now, Willis, probably, you know, this may be his last season with the Colts, depending on how he does. Um, he could, Nick Cross is someone I think we're looking at as a potential starter down the road. So not in 2022, but 2023 and on, I think Cross is a guy to keep, uh, keep your eye on. All right. Next draft pick for the Colts. Um, this one, again, another, uh, maybe not surprise, but, uh, I think a little surprising that he was still available. In the fifth round at number 159 overall, defensive tackle Eric Johnson out of Missouri State. Um, No surprise here, 9.39 Raz athletic score. My only concern here is on the bench press, he was actually pretty poor. He only had uh, 20 reps on the bench, but he's got the size. He's 6'4", 299 pounds. Um, again, elite athletic traits. This guy can move 488 in the 40-yard dash for a defensive tackle. Um, this is a guy, again, who's got a tremendous amount of, uh, of upside. He's got the, the physical traits, the length. Um, I've seen some people say, you know, maybe is this the next Grover Stewart? Maybe. Uh, they, they got him in the fifth round, day three. I do not think clearly he is going to be um, a starter in year one. He probably fell down draft boards because of the fact that he, um, he'll be 24 by the time the season starts. So he's a little bit older as a prospect. And I know a lot of people hate that, that they want those guys who are 20, 21, at most 22. And he's you know a couple years older than that. Um, but at defensive tackle, honestly, it, it's a position where these guys can play into their early, mid-30s. Um, one of the few where you know playing past 30 is very reasonable. And again, just the athletic upside here. Love it. Uh, I, I will say, I'm not as big of a fan of this pick. I still give it a B. I think it's a solid pick. Um, but uh, overall, love the value and his potential to be um, a rotational piece in year one with you know long-term developmental hopes that he'll turn into a potential starter. Uh, but right now, I think you're at most you're looking at a rotational guy, special teams guy. Um, who could be even inactive on game days. All right, next pick, uh, out of round six, number 193 overall, tight end Andrew Ogletree out of Youngstown State. Um, Surprise, surprise, crazy athletic, uh, 9.36 RAS score, um, 471 in the 40, so this guy can move, 6'5", 261 pounds. Again, he's got the physical traits that... Uh, are you can't teach those traits, folks. You can't teach size and speed. Um, but the the thing with Ogletree is uh, they did grab Woods earlier in this draft, and you do have Mo Ali Cox as the presumed starter. Um, right now, this would presume for Ogletree to make the roster for the Colts to carry four tight ends, which is entirely possible. And I think that that you know if if Ogletree shows out, uh, I think that is a distinct possibility. Ogletree will be the fourth tight end on the roster. It's It doesn't feel like a pick that they had to make. Uh, it doesn't feel like a pick that, uh, from a positional standpoint, that they were then lacking at. Um, 
again, with Ogletree, the, the physical traits are there. He's also going to be 24 when the season starts, so that's probably what knocked him down boards as well, that he was taken, uh, able to be taken in the sixth round. Um, but love the athletic traits. Just not sure about the need here. Um, he probably won't even see the field in year one. This is probably um, a, a guy who, if he makes the 53-man roster, uh, will be stashed on the inactive list every week. Uh, again, unless he just somehow blows away everybody and becomes uh, you know, a receiving threat in year one. Uh, Ogletree is someone that I think you're looking at as you know, maybe next year, year after next, as being a contributor, hoping that he can also add on to special teams. Um, so I like the upside. I like the potential with this player. Uh, the age and the fact that he won't be an immediate starter makes me wonder you know, about the fit here. Uh, again, probably B-minus C for, for this pick. The only pick, really, that I, I had any sort of confusion over. Um, but I do like the player. I like the upside. We'll see how this one turns out. All right. Next player in this draft class, round six, 216 overall, defensive tackle Curtis Brooks out of Cincinnati. Let me say this up front. I love players like this where the only, the only knock against them is he's a little bit smaller than we'd like him to be. Um, Brooks is also a little bit older as, um, as, a, as a player coming out of the draft. But here's the thing. Um, he is a late bloomer, older prospect, but RAS score 951. He ran a 4940. 33 reps on the bench press. Okay. This guy is strong. Um, he's six foot two, 287 pounds. So he's a little bit undersized for, you know, the standard defensive tackle in the NFL. They got him in round six. I think this is going to be the steal, but the potential steal of this draft class. Um, he is, uh, he got a grade of a from me for this, for this pick. Uh, here's the thing. Depending on what you think about Pro Football Focus, some of I know some of you hate it, uh, and some of you you know swear to it. But here are some of the stats that jump out to me. Not only is this guy freaky athletic, not only is he strong and and you know built like a tank, he was productive in college. The, again, the only knock you seem to hear against him is he was a late bloomer and he's undersized. Um, his pass rush win rate nineteen point three percent, best in his class. Run defense stop rate, 13.1%, best in his class. Pass rush grade by PFF, 90.4, best in the class. His true pass set grade, 92.3, best in the class. True pass set win rate, 37%, best in the class. Run defense grade of almost a 70. This player was highly, highly productive. Highly productive, elite athleticism. I think this guy could be a steal. Will he be on the field in 2022? I'm going to make a bold prediction. I don't think he'll be a starter. I don't think he'll be a starter. But I think Curtis Brooks will work his way into being in the rotation actively at some point during the 2022 season. And I think in 2023, he will be a regular feature on the defensive line. Again, maybe not necessarily a starter, but I think this is a guy that could um, quietly steal away snaps because I, for number one, I think he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder wanting to prove that underestimating him simply because of his size was a mistake. He reminds me so much of Grady Jarrett, who came out in the fifth round um, several years ago and has turned into one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. Um, and 
I just love the upside with Brooks. Give me an A-plus on this guy. Uh, love, love this pick. Think he could be a steal. All right. Finally, with the fa- the last pick for the Colts, um, out of the seventh round, number 239 overall, um, defensive back, really cornerback. That's how the Colts are listing him. Rodney Thomas II out of Yale. Um, again, Raz score, 9.24, elite athleticism, 451 in the 40. Not as fast as you know some of the top tier corners, but certainly fast enough. Six foot one, 196 pounds. Um, this is a guy that uh, he's coming out of Yale, and I know some people are like, "Oh, well, the competition is uh, clearly very low in Ivy League schools," and you're not wrong. Um, there was a player who's uh, come out of the Yale recently, um, Foyer Lukun, the linebacker who uh, started with Atlanta came out in the sixth round several years ago has now gotten a big contract with the Jaguars after leading the league in tackles in 2021 came out of VL as well. Um, what do I think of Rodney Thomas seventh round pick? So keep your expectations low. I do like, again, the fact that they're going for athleticism. Um, I'm going to give this, honestly, I, I, I don't know enough about this player to say one way or the other. We're going to give him a B B minus maybe into the C range. Um, he is from a smaller school. There's a lot of projection going on here of what he could you know, potentially do at the NFL level. Clearly, he's going to have the football smarts. Um, and this is a guy I think that's got some upside. Uh, again, top-tier athleticism. Uh, where does he slot in in 2022? Uh, probably if he even makes the roster. And I think it may be you know, an outside shot for him to make the roster. If he makes the roster, it'll be highly surprising if he's active on game days. He's probably going to be someone that they're going to be uh, taking time to give him to develop um, You know, over the next couple years. They're probably envisioning him as someone who can become a rotational player, You know, a quarterback, cornerback four, cornerback five on the roster next year, someone that can contribute on special teams, and maybe based on the upside of his physical traits could turn into you know, a cornerback three uh, or a solid, you know, dime cornerback that you can rely on um, over the next several years. Uh, again, I, I think you have to keep the expectations low here. I do, again, just love the fact that we're going after athletic players, after a player who's, uh, you know, every single one of these guys had a 9.0 or higher in their RAS score, and, and Thomas holds to that. Um, don't think he's going to be in the plans as being a long-term starter, but Look, he's got the athleticism. Uh, if the Colts can develop him, you know, maybe he'll surprise us all and be someone that sticks around and, and contributes in a meaningful way. Um, you know, this year, maybe uh, as soon as this year, uh, I'd be surprised by that. But really, 2023 and beyond. Uh, do like the pick, like the upside. Not going to get too passionate about a seventh round pick. All right, there you have it, guys. Uh, this draft class, overall grade. Um, I think when you factor in the fact that. Chris Ballard traded back in the second round and still picked up an incredibly athletic wide receiver. He fit several needs, fixed several needs, wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackle, first three picks, three of the biggest needs on this uh, Colts team, and then went and found tremendous value in guys like Nick Cross. Um, Love the upside for players like Curtis Brooks, Eric Johnson, Andrew Ogletree. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of this draft class. Obviously, they have to get on the field. They have to perform. Uh, we all know that we won't know the true value of this draft class for another couple of years, but in just the moves that were made and what Chris Ballard did in 
the value of the picks, where these guys were expected to go versus where he got them. Getting Bernard Raymond in the third round as a a guy who could have gone as early as the late first. Man, I love this draft class. Solid, solid A. A A-plus overall for Chris Ballard and the Colts staff and what they did here. I think we're going to see a lot of these guys contributing this year and as several of them as potential long-term starters at key positions on this roster for the next five to ten years. Um, And when you do that in one draft class, man, you've just hit it out of the park. Consider me a big fan of Chris Ballard and what he did in the 2022 draft class. All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at NFLDW. You can read our articles daily about the Colts at StampedeBlue.com. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.